everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. Life is all about seizing the moment. You get one chance at this thing called life, one chance to do something great. You don't have as much time as you think. One day you won't have tomorrow. Choose to live today. Be bold. You've got to find your purpose. It's a proven fact that most people spend more time doing their taxes than they do finding their purpose in life. Use your gifts to add value to the world around you. How can you seize the moment? You seize the moment by seeing the moment. You got to get out there in your head. You got to see the world before you get into it. Envision where you're going to be and go there by taking action. That's how we do it. Do one thing every single day of your life that scares you. I know you've heard that before, but there's one thing of knowing and another thing of doing. Be the doer. Pursue greatness. Pursue your dreams. Don't live to avoid pain. Don't fall into that trap. Live to pursue your purpose. That's why we're here. You will be happier in pursuit of worthwhile goals than trying to avoid pain, period. Don't let life happen to you. A lot of people let life drift along with them. Only dead fish go with the flow. Go against it. Leave your mark. Ask yourself this question. How can you live a life that the great-grandchildren of your great-grandchildren will feel your positive impact? That's the question. People say there's something missing in their life. They feel like there's just some missing piece. They don't feel fulfilled. It's because they're not doing what they're born to do. Fulfill their purpose. What is it? Why are you here? What gifts were you given that God is expecting you to pursue? This feeling of emptiness is caused by not pursuing your purpose. Most people, well, they just survive. They've given up. They don't thrive in life. We must live on purpose. That's why we call this whole entire show Living on Purpose. It's the goal. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a gift. You may say, this all sounds good and fine, Randy, but how in the world do you do this? Well, answer this question. What is it that I do that takes the least amount of effort yet causes the largest positive impact on the world around me? If you can answer this question, you have found your purpose. The answer to this question is your gift. When you pursue your dreams, your passion, and your purpose, you're going to live life. You're going to love life. Time will fly. I tell my wife that there's one downside to loving life so much is that it can go by like that. Capture the days. Pursuing your purpose is going to give you endless energy. You'll never feel tired again. You'll never feel like you're going to work. When you're pursuing your life's purpose, there will be people put in your way to test the strength of your determination. This is how it works, guys. When you are someone that sets on a path that's designed for purpose, you're going to have obstacles. They're going to be put there to test you. When this happens, be happy. Be excited that these people are in your way because now you know you are on the path. Remember, only dead fish go with the flow, go against the flow. These people, most of the time, show up in the name of jealousy, misery, doubt. Those are the things they show up in, but they're not. They're going to disguise themselves 
in the name of wanting the best for you or not wanting you to get hurt or something like that. I've never seen someone achieve great things without taking a risk. And believe me, there will be a lot of people around you saying, no, play it safe. Don't hurt yourself because they play it safe. They don't hurt themselves. And guess what? People that achieve nothing want you to join them because we all have to rationalize our own existence. Here's the advice from my mom. If you ever tell a big dream to someone and they kind of beat you up and they say, who are you to achieve that? My mom would tell you, don't ever tell a big dream to a small minded person. Tough advice, but true. You see, most people wander through life. They take the path of least resistance. They go wherever the wind blows. This type of person will do anything to rationalize their state of existence, even if that means tearing your dreams down and trying to extinguish your hope. There are people that have convinced themselves that they can't, and they're going to try to convince you that you can't. They've mastered the skill of destroying dreams on themselves, and now they're after yours. When this happens to you, get excited, because not many people get to have people that try to tear their dreams apart because most people are too afraid to pursue them. Be excited. These people out there that are dream chasers, they're the ones making things happen. The dream killers, they're the ones to be avoided. They're dangerous. In the end, the only thing stopping you is you. What can stop you is self-doubt. What can stop you is the fear of being vulnerable. It's the fear of being shameful. It's the fear of failure. Come on, get over it. Take a jump, leap. Do what you were born to do. Life has a way of pushing out dreams if you're not careful, if you're not forceful enough. It can push it out because there's things that are necessary today and the dream of tomorrow might take second seat. Here's what I mean. The bills need to be paid. The kids need new shoes. So I take a job that satisfies the moment. It puts enough money in my pocket to buy those shoes. But then the problem is time passes and we fall into routines and one day leads to the next. And pretty soon we wake up 10 years later and our life will have passed us by. People say these words to me. They go, my job is draining the life out of me. The biggest danger at doing something you don't like is that you might get good at it and they're going to they're pay you forever to do it. Oh my God, don't fall into that trap. I'm not advising you to quit your job today. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is do one thing every day that moves you in the direction of your dreams. Life has momentum. Get it moving. But I do advise that you take the moments between all the other moments to pursue your purpose in life. And there's a lot of moments out there. There's the moments that you're driving back and forth to work. There's the moments when you get home and you're walking into your house. There's the moments in the morning when you're taking a shower. What are you feeding your mind? Are you pursuing your purpose in those moments? Because that's when it counts. Start little, but start today. Start with a pen and a blank sheet of paper. You know, people say to me, I don't know where to start. I go, get a sheet of paper, write it down. You've taken the first step. It costs you nothing. The first step is writing down what you want in life. Then read it every single day. Read it to everyone you know. Read it out loud every day of your life and you will be amazed how your life will go in that direction. Most people have not because they've asked not. Whatever you ask for, you will get. In the end, it's not achieving the goals that's going to make you great, though. You know what's going to make you great? Pursuing those goals. That's what makes you great. And the best news is you can start today. This is the best news for every one of us. Start today. The start has truly stopped more people than anything else. Start today. 
this is the third time. Yeah. Yeah. The third time we're being up here, right? So this is episode one, two, three. This is episode seven. Right. For those of you that are listening, we do, we don't do these once a week. And that's simply because schedules and things like that mm -hmm. need to be aligned the right way. So uh, we take time planning it out ahead of time to do four or five episodes in a sitting if we can. It's just, it's the route that we mm -hmm. have to take until, you know, down the line things come in, you know, mm -hmm. sponsorships are in there where I'm able to dedicate a hundred percent of my time here. This is why I think the talk is, mm -hmm. is literally brilliant like but talking. Yeah, I, I write one of these every week yeah oh yeah. yeah so randy writes one every week every wednesday goes live on facebook yep does the talks and then based on those talks we then come into the podcast room yep. record them and kind of you know as a new entrepreneur jumping into this space talking to him as a seasoned entrepreneur we go to see right mm -hmm. we try to see what we can do um and hopefully if somebody or anybody that's listening to take that leap uh this can help you out mm -hmm. so I just think it's it's such a great topic. Seizing the day is such a great topic, um, especially in my own personal life with the business I got going on. So I'm actually really happy that this was a mm -hmm. this is a topic of conversation. So in there, you talk about um, you know don't talk about dreams to small minded people, right? That's something your mom told you, and that's something that you carry on. I I understand that a hundred percent. There's people that don't understand that, right? Like they'll hear that and be like, yeah, like I'm not a small minded person, but yet. Those and that's something that I'm scared of, right? Like, like a, that's a genuine fear of mine. Like, I don't think I'm a small-minded person. No one does. But <laughs> and that's the thing, right? Nobody is ever going to think that they are. But in the end, we all are. Yeah, and that's what's so scary I mean, about it. Right. So what I mean by that, in the end, we all are. Can I? Can my mind become better, faster, smarter? Better thoughts? Absolutely. I don't think anyone ever reaches the pinnacle of it all and go, I'm, I'm, I'm not small minded. I'm huge minded. I think what the, when we use the word mind, we're talking more about self-esteem in a sense, because, you know, I think most people out there have had someone that tried to kind of beat them down. You know, it's, it's, and a lot of times it's your family. It's kind of, kind of sad stuff. You know, and like your family will say things to you. They'll, they'll try to plant little bits of seeds of doubt in your mind. They'll go like, this is what was said to me one time. Uh, it, it went like this. It goes, there's a lot of people in the wine business that's completely committed. I mean, they're, they're, they're full in and the business and the wineries that have been in the business for so many years, like 20, 30 years, they're saying that the people that are fully committed, that they're making a big mistake because when there's a downturn, they're going to get walloped. And this is, this is someone that, you know, close to me and they're, and they're, they're basically trying to go, let me put this seated down in your head, you know, cause, cause they're talking right to me cause I'm the guy fully committed. I mean, I'm, I'm all in, you know, so I, what, what am I supposed to walk away going, wow, yeah, I should probably, I should probably cut back. But that's, that's what, that's what we're talking about here with seeds of doubt by you tell someone, you tell a big dream to someone and they go, well, you know, um, it, isn't it kind of scary being fully committed because what if the market crashes? And all of a sudden they planted that seed in your head and they, they, they do it on purpose. I don't it, know why. Right. It's, 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 it's kind of manipulative. It, yeah. It it's manipulative. But, right. Like, right. But, it, but, but, but on our end, the, you got to know yourself, know who you are. You can't promote something you don't understand. Right. So if I, and I, I walk away going, I know more about this than that person ever will. They're completely naive. They're talking from a, from position of, of, I don't want to call it failure, but it's maybe it's jealousy. Maybe I, I, I've be. chalked it up to being being jealous. I don't know why. Maybe it helps me sleep better at night. Like 
but that idea, maybe they failed, they tried it once, they failed at it. And they were like, well, if I can't do it, nobody can. Like maybe that's Mm -hmm. a mentality behind it. Dude, it's just, I was, as I'm driving up here, I, dude, it's crazy. I opened up the podcast room and it's almost like the second I opened it up, everything I come across in regards to social media is people in the podcast space trying to just get it up. And I go, mm-hmm. what? It, it puts you in a weird mental state, right? So I sit back and like when we first did that, like, and I, even, I remember talking to you about the podcast room way back when. And I was like, yeah, no, like there's not really a room for it. And maybe it's because now I'm so in tune with what's actually going mm-hmm. on in the podcast world that I'm like, wow, everybody mm-hmm. is doing a podcast. And it puts that doubt in the back of your mind. Like I'm up against hundreds of thousands of people, which before that, and I did, ex- I did research, like I was researching for a while, like how big is the podcast space? Yeah, there's close to a million podcasts worldwide, mm-hmm. but you know, in a population of 7 billion people, like it's nothing, it, you, it's minuscule. Mm-hmm. But then you sit back and you start focusing on it and you're like, oh my God, like I'm up against a lot of people. It's like the yellow car theory, right? Like you buy a yellow Audi cause no one else has it. And you're driving down the highway and you see like 15 yeah. every single time you drive down. Exactly. And you're, is it because you're so in tune? Like, how do you seize the day at that point where it's like, wow, oh my God, those are like, there's little subliminal things that are planting the seed all the time. And you're like, oh my God, like you're constantly fighting it. You do, you, you, it'll, you'll always fight it. It, I shouldn't say always. So this is in Sean Acor's book. It's called Happiness, The Happiness Advantage. He talks about how, it, like you just said, if you're going to buy a, a yellow Audi, you're going to see yellow Audis everywhere because your mind is primed for that. Well, they were there the whole time. You just didn't see it. You know, if, if I was in the, the radio business, I would be seeing all the different radio angles. I see none of it because I'm not in that business. We only see what we look at in life. You know how sometimes I, I, I'll take my hand, I'll make a little a telescope and I look through it. I, if I'm looking at you through a pinhole, all I can see is you. And your eyes are a pinhole. You only see what you're looking at. You're, we're here in a room and I can only see you. But if I was somewhere else, I'm looking somewhere else, I can, you only see what you're looking at. So that what that means is in business and in life, if you're looking at the scary stuff, you're only gonna see the scary stuff. And if you're looking at all, all the ways I can be successful, then I'm going to be seeing that. And life has this way of, 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 of doubt coming, pouring on your head. You got to fight it. Do you know that when, when, when I opened the winery, when Tiff and I opened the winery, for literally a couple years, every single Saturday, I went through this crazy anxiety because we would open at 11. And by 11.15, there's a couple cars in the parking lot. By 11.30, a couple more. By noon, I'm, I'm going nuts. I'm thinking, it's over. No one's coming anymore. They're not going to show up. It's over. And then by two, three in the afternoon, it's crazy and wild and busy. I'm going, oh, why was I so, why was I so nervous? And then guess what? The following Saturday, I did the exact same thing. I followed that pattern every Saturday going, it's over. They've all come. They've all come to the winery. No one's coming anymore. And then finally, it just drifted away. But there, you know, everyone's going to go through that. But I can tell you, you're going to go through harder times. It's going to get challenging to the point where it's going to go, why did I do this? What in the world is this all about? I'm basically, I feel like I'm going down a rabbit hole and there's no end. Just the dark, there's a reason that the darkest moment of every day is just before the sun comes up. Just before the sun comes up. That's the darkest moment. You know that? It's the lesson to us every day that teaches you your darkest moment is the moment you need to live through because the light is right there. But most people, they just stop. 
They go, oh, no, it's over. How many people have given up a second before they succeeded? I can tell you, I mean, I've seen it in ski racing. You can see the moment that that racer gives up and they were going to win, but they didn't see it because they're in the mix of it all. When you're in a tornado, it's hard to see clearly, but the person on the outside is looking at it, good, good, good vantage point. But when you're in it and the storm's swirling around you, you're very blind. You just gotta say, I know where I'm going, stay strong. And, that, and, and that's it. But, and if you reach a point where you go, I don't wanna do this anymore, then change directions. But I mean, but if, if you have that dream and the goal to get there, oh my God, you're gonna have more doubts put in you than you could ever imagine right now. It's going to get challenging. Yeah. And that's like, I like how you use that, the, the light before the dawn, like reference, like it's the darkest point it, with me. And I, I'm just, I'm always trying to relate it back to me and everything you say, like I adapt to it. And I'm like, wow. And it's almost like that light before the dawn. It's almost like it's been days where the light before the dawn is, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. How did you constantly convince yourself? Like, you just got to get through it. You just got to get through it. Cause like, I'm at a stalemate, right? Like, and I'll just be honest. I'll be personal. Anybody that's listening, this is, this is the, this is the debate right now. I'm a part of the rat race. I'm working the nine to five. I, I'm not cut out to be the nine to five dude. I'm not, I can't, mm -hmm. I just can't do it. I don't know if it's an ego problem. I don't know if it's a, you know, me having to be in control. Pro I really don't know what it is. Like, that's why I go to therapy. Like, don't know. It's, it's a fulfillment. Is, is yeah. it right? Like, is that something? Right. So it's, I don't know what's going on. So that's why I'm fighting so hard. That's why I'm researching so much to just understand the space. And then the more and more you start doing it, you're like, oh my God, like, how did you, cause you did the wine, like I'm the story you always say, you planted the vines four years before Blue Ridge even became Blue Ridge. Mm -hmm. So for those four years, you just rolled with the punches with star medical and whatever you were going through with there. And then finally you said, I'm finished. We're making this transition. Like mm -hmm. when was the defining moment where you woke up? Well, not maybe not wake up, but mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, this is it like time to move or it's never going to happen. Or I'm just going to keep talking myself out of it to where I'm going to try to move on to a new thing. You know what I mean? I do. Absolutely. You know, there's, they're really, in, in the world of business, there's two people. There's the employers and the employees, right? I mean, it's pretty simple. It's the way the world's set up. And some people are designed to be employees and some people are designed to be employers. Some people want to be the one that's in charge, the one that, that's accountable, responsible, and so on. And other people, they don't want to have so much. Some people want to, they don't want to, they don't want to ever bring work home with them. Some people, they just live to work. Every minute is working. So you got to figure out who are you? What category are you in? And do you want to live in that space? There are some people that have a dream that they're an employee, but they want to be an employer. And but yet they really don't want that because they they want to be able to when they leave work, just go home and forget about it and then come back up again and pick it up again. If you're if you're a business owner, work is never gone. Like I, I never can go home and be like, okay, who cares what happens? Forget it. I mean, I'm, you're never off, right? So I'm, here, what you're saying is you are the guy that wants to always be on. You want to always be working, pursuing the dreams and greatness. Yeah. And exactly. then, but, That's like exactly. Right. right. And, then there, and then there's these doubts that come in your head, like how long is it going to take? You know, like how long, how, how much time do I need to endure to get there? That the enduring will never stop because there's always going to be the next thing that you're striving towards. What will happen is in about a year from now, you'll look back to where we are today and you'll, you'll go, wow, you know, like I've come so far, but you do it in little inches. You, you know that saying you can eat an entire elephant one bite at a time. 
That's how every single thing in life is. Life is a fade, it's a drift. People are either drifting towards their dreams or they're drifting away from them. No one's staying still, because if you coast, you're just coasting downhill, right? We're, we're getting worse. So if you, as long as you stay dedicated to doing one thing every day, no matter how you feel, that's another big thing about this. Feelings don't count. Feelings don't matter when it comes to your success in life. I mean, Muhammad Ali goes, I need to suffer right now, I need to hurt right now, and then live the rest of my life as a champion. His feelings said, just sit down, take a break, relax. But if he listened to that feeling, he would not be the champion today. And a lot of people, they'd stop just before, oh God, just before the moment they were about to hit big. You know, and I got to tell you, Ralph, what I would, if I was in your spot, I would not be doing any research on what anyone else is doing. Right. And that's, as, I think as, that's why, because I psych myself as, out. You, did, you would. Maybe I needed the confirmation. Absolutely. Like, I would. Nothing. You know, here's a comment someone gave me one time. We're talking about ski racing and, and there, we're talking about this, this other competitor that I was going to be racing against. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I forget his name. What's his name? They're like, you don't remember his name? I'm like, no, what's his name? They go, oh my God, this is your biggest competition. And you don't even know the guy's name. I'm like, I can't remember it. I truly couldn't. Looking back at that, I'm thinking, you know why? I'm focused on my performance. All I can do is what I can do. I got no control over him. I can't do anything. So I don't even care what his name is. I just know that I need to perform better than his, he does. And in the wine business, believe, there, believe me, if, you, if you're focused on the other business, you are not focused on your business. Yeah. And I can tell you in the wine world, there's wineries that are not focused on their business because they're focused on other businesses and they want to see what they're doing. And they're constantly tracking them and watching them and see what they're doing. Meanwhile, I'm just blown right by because they're, they're looking as I'm running. It's like I was telling them, like, stop looking, just get running. I like that. You know? I like it, that. Right? I mean, how how could you imagine running a race, trying to run against someone that you're watching the whole time? You'd never, you wouldn't even know where you're going. Mm. You know, I would, I would just set your goals, write out a plan, develop a path and stick to the path. And who cares what's going on out there? It's going to look pretty dismal at times. It always does. Yeah. Always. That's what I always look. And I, I always try to, like I said, I think I did, I psych myself out with it. Cause you see all these people, or maybe I, I come across content sometimes and right. Who am I to judge content, right? There's probably people that would listen to me and you talk and they're just like, these guys don't know what they're talking about, but you, you're always going to have the haters. Am I that guy that looks at other people's content and go, damn, I could do that better than them. Like, is that a bad mentality? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's just me psyching myself out or it's more like me being like, yeah, I would crush this. I would do so much better than what they're doing. Why am I not at that level yet? You see what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like I, what, think of back when you were making your first, like when you were doing the Godfather, there had to have been a moment where you were sitting there and was like, dude, this wine is phenomenal. Like there had to have been a moment where you're like, listen, if I had 20 wines here, we're good to go. This one wine, if Bluers is going to be known for any one of these wines, it's going to be this wine. Mm -hmm. But then you go and you tried somebody else's wine or you tried this wine and then you're like, wow, is it going to match up to this wine? Did that ever happen? Or mm. did you just go, I don't really it, care. This is no. what I'm doing. Yeah. So you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of seizing the moments in your life is actually claiming the moments, claiming the position, claiming the spot. If I came to you and said, said to you that this wine is a world-class wine, it, it now is because I just, I just said that out loud. So with you and what you're doing here, I would just declare and claim that this podcast room is a world-class podcast room. One day you'll have a line going down the door of interviewing people of who's going to make the cut to get in, to get a time slot for it. You just claim it. And then you start telling the world that's what it is. Long before Blue Ridge was ever named the, the 13th top winer in the country, 
I was telling people Blue Ridge is one of the very best wineries in the world. I, I started it. You start talking about it and pretty soon, boom, travel and leisure. They do the, So I read this thing yesterday. I forget who said it, but they go, if a, don't ever think that a small group of people can't change the world because in fact, that's the only thing that ever has. And I thought that's wow. so, that's so true because <laughs> the only, right? Wow. Yeah, Isn't no, it true? That's, that's really, that's impactful. That's big. So you take five or six people, bring them together. You get a plan, you go on a, on a path and away you go. I mean, and the most powerful thing in the world is your mind. Everything will conform to it as within, so without, as I see the world, the world sees me as the world sees you as world-class, you will, as you, as, as you see yourself as world-class, the world will see you as world-class. As I see myself as world-class wine, I tell people they see me as world-class wine. Now I can walk in a room and go, Blue Ridge Winery is absolutely world-class and no one will go, no, it's not. Yeah. Because at first I said it, then the magazines say it, then everybody says it, and there's a new reality. But it started in your head. It didn't start in someone else's head. No one's ever going to give you the right to be successful. No one's going to say, here, sign this contract, and I'll, 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 we'll do a million-dollar deal here. It's not going to happen. You need to create it and make that happen. Every deal I've ever done, I've created the contract, and we make it go. I mean, it's never. It's, no one's going to do it for you. Only, only we can do it. That's what seizing the moment is. And any doubts, my mom used to take her shoulder, her hand and brush her shoulder. I would go, what are you doing, mom? She goes, I'm just brushing some doubt off myself here. Like really physically brushing it off. Yep. Felt a little bit, get on me there. She would actually brush her shoulders off and gone. And she did that to remind herself. My mom used to have a rubber band around her wrist. And I go, mom, what's, what's with your rubber band? Why is your wrist all red? She goes, well, every time that I have a negative thought, I snap myself. I'm like, holy cow. Oh, yeah. You know how there's there's positive reinforcement? Yeah. Negative thought. Boom. You get snapped for that one. You you become very aware of negative thoughts. Your wrist is killing you. Wow. I mean, it's. You don't start doing that. These are the things we need to do to be successful in life. Actually become aware of our thoughts and where are we going? And. Believe me, Ralph, the, the, the doubts, man, they're going to come so hard. Then the first real challenge will hit and it'll be completely unsurmountable. You'll go, how can I over this? It'll feel like a tidal wave that'll wreck over you. How is this? How am, I, how am I ever to overcome this? And then when you do overcome it, you'll be strong enough to handle the next tidal wave. Yeah. Right. This is life. The bigger the problem, the bigger the leader it takes to solve that problem. That's and I hope I go, I wish I had problems, more problems, because man, I would need to become such a great person to solve them. You know, I mean, Zig Ziglar does a bit on that is I should really probably shouldn't. I got to admit, I never really prayed for problems, but maybe I should because problems builds character. Character builds grit. That's who you are. The bigger, the more problems, the more powerful person you become. Yeah. I mean, it takes a big leader to solve a big problem, little leader to solve a little problem. Yeah, that's what I should uh, just to start to put that into a perspective acknowledge the accomplishments no matter the size, right? Like before oh, yeah. we even started recording that whole QuickBooks thing, dude, you should have seen my text awesome. to Diana understanding because the method I had prior to it was just, mm -hmm. it was cave. It was just so outdated, like where it was a matter of obtaining receipts, building Microsoft Excel spreadsheets. I was like, what am I'm driving myself crazy. I'm three weeks, uh, three months behind. Like, how am I going to ever play catch up? And just from like doing quick, it wasn't even maybe spent an hour or so just reading reviews. And it was like QuickBooks self-employed. This is what it was. I was like, all right, let me at least dive into it. Dude, I'm telling you right now, when I, when I hit that, I was like, let me give it a three month trial mm -hmm. within four minutes of me just doing it. I was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. This is everything I want. So, and I want, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. those little accomplishments 
I should start highlighting. Mm -hmm. Like, Absolutely. yeah, like you made the decision, you move forward. As something is so simple as $15 a month, right? Let's just use that for, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like that little decision, you did it, you're sticking with it and it paid off. So mm -hmm. maybe that's where a lot of the doubt and the fear comes. Like, is what I'm doing now going to pay off? But on the flip side, it's, well, you won't know unless you do it. So mm -hmm. you're either going to A, do it or B, just you're not going to do it and then move on. Like you can't sit here and sulk in it. And that's something I'm trying to train my brain to do, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. it's something yet it doesn't happen overnight or maybe it does. Mm, I don't know. Brain, brain thinking patterns is, I think that's something that you, you can read, you can reframe your brain the way it thinks. But a lot of times, if you grow up in a negative household, children are told the word no, you can't do that like 18,000 times by the time they're 18. It's it's challenging to overcome that stuff. You know, that was just listening to Brian Tracy on the way down here. And he was saying how that parents generally will raise their children the, the way they were raised because they have the reference point of their parents. You know, so we just pass it on. And that, even if we're not even aware that we're doing something right or wrong, it's all we got in our head. It has to do with reframing. Can you reframe the situation in a way that I can see the positive in this situation? Just the other day, we're over at an at at amusement park in New Jersey, Hope, New Jersey. And, uh, and I saw this sign. The sign was a warning not to park in a handicapped parking spot if you don't have a handicapped sticker. And it said the fine was $1,000 plus 60 hours of community service. And I looked at that. I said, man, Tiff. That right there is society framing community service in a negative light. Because guess what? If you park here and you get caught, we're going to force you to do to do community service. Imagine if it was, well, if, if you are successful at life, you get to do community service. You see the difference? Mm, right? Paradigm shift. You reframed it. I mean, my little boy, Joseph, right now, you know how kids in America, kids generally don't like to go to school. You want to go to school? Oh, I don't want to go to school. In other countries, it's not like that. It has to do with how you frame it to the child. My little boy, Joseph, right now, he goes to school in the summertime, right? Drop them off this morning. We get up and I go, Joseph, boy, guess what? You get to go to school today. He's so excited, getting dressed, putting his backpack on. And then Maggie's like, why can't I go to his school? I'm like, I'm sorry. No more spots. I'll ask. We'll see. You can go in with me. We'll drop him off. And he's beaming. Imagine if it was framed in the negative. Like, okay, you got to go to school today, Joseph. It's a school day. Get your stuff on. Let's go. Totally different. When you pose it in the positive like that, he, he'll be seizing the moment. Holy cow. Right? Wow. And that's yeah. what it is. It's a matter of just rolling with the punches, taking it day by day. I think I'm so trapped in the future, like where I'm trying to be at, that I'm forgetting to just dial it back and be like, nope, like today, for example, today's July 1st, like dial it back. What can I do on July 1st to move the podcast room forward? We're doing it right now. That's what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, and that's right. what it is. Like, it's yeah. just every single day, like coming up here, doing these episodes, yeah. editing. Because I do, there is like a little joy that I get every time I edit. I send it to my buddies all the time. I'm like, you're like, I'm this, like, this is exciting for yeah. me. And then it's, but then you wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I got to go to the nine to five. Like, that's what, you know what I mean? It's almost, yeah. I don't want to say resenting it, but doing well, what you were saying and seizing it, it's, I'm making that transition. I work nine to five and then podcast room 530 to 1130. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the, here's the purpose though. Two things real quick, Ralph, what you touched on two things I want to hit on here. The first one was, um, oh, so living in the moment, the moment is all you have. You ever hear this saying, if you live in the past, you're going to be sad. If you live in the future, you're going to have anxiety. If you live in the moment, you're going to have excitement. Always remember that. Because if you catch yourself thinking about the past, a lot of times you're like kind of down about it. And it's like, darn, it's over. 
And if you think about the future, you don't know what's going to happen. So it's anxiety, right? The next thought, man, where are we going from there? What were we just saying there? Just in regard, I think. The, oh, purpose. Yeah, okay, so purpose. It, there was a study that was done of like, the fulfillment at work, okay? They studied, they, and they went into a hospital and they studied all the people that worked in a hospital. They analyzed the doctors, the nurses, the janitors, the secretaries, everyone in the hospital. Do you know who some of the most, most purposeful driven people in that hospital were? The janitors. You know why? Because some doctors came in there and they did not see the end purpose of their job. These doctors are being paid multiple hundred thousand dollars a year. They're coming there and doing surgeries, but they just come in, they cut the sleeve, they cut their arm and they redo this and they do that. And then they go home where the janitor was going. I come in here and I clean this floor so that these people can have a great environment to get healthy in. If you can see what the purpose behind it is, then you'll have fulfillment. Everyone at the winery, I try to connect their role to making the guests have a great experience because if they can connect that, they're going to have purpose in their work. Because what purpose is there in putting bottles of water in a refrigerator? None. The purpose is that you're putting bottles in the refrigerator so when it can get nice and cool, so when the guests come out and they're sitting over there, they can stand up and go, wow, do you have any water? And then you can go, we even give it away and it's cold. Boom, they got purpose. If you can connect who you're serving in your work you will have purpose. It always comes down to that. It's not the physical job that counts. Making wine, who cares? What's the purpose? The purpose is to create a product that people can come together and enjoy the moment and create memories that last. That's the purpose. That's why Blue Ridge has such energy. It's not the wine. Mm. And it's like that with everything. So right now, with, with you and, the, and the, the job that you up and do, that is the means to where you're heading. I would be so excited that you have the opportunity to do this, to provide you the springboard to the next step. Because one day you'll go, man, I remember doing that. That was a lot of fun. You will. Yeah. It'll, 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 be, it'll become nostalgia. It's all about perspective and just acknowledging Absol it, right? Absolutely. Wow. That was a good one, man. Thanks, Ralph, dude. Guys, that was thanks, for, thanks for listening again. This is a long one. Dude, this, the is like, this is like 35 minutes, wow. dude. This is, this is a long one. Love it. Thank you guys for sticking along. Um, we're pumped to pump these out every week. So uh, send us a DM, guys. Send me a DM, Instagram, Facebook, topics you guys want to hear about potentially. Randy loves building these talks Fun. for you guys, and I love talking about them and try to put them into my life. Um, and hopefully you guys gain something from here. So thanks again, Randy. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. Excited for the next one, man. Thanks, Ralph. Talk awesome. to you soon.